the story often goes that you had Henry Anslinger who had lost his job and then got a new job when the, I forget if it's the Federal Bureau of Narcotics or whatever it was called at the time. And, you know, this guy was given a new opportunity and he wanted to prove himself. And so he took on this anti-cannabis agenda and really started a propaganda campaign where they associated marijuana with violence and with immigrants. Can't afford, that's why I'm frontline hand the sword. I do this all for myself, not the cash and no damn award. I need intelligence to craft my bars. I need the medicine that grows effervescent from the hands of God. I need inheritance to slash the odds, create a pipeline to the well while you grasp the straws. Oh, eight questions, eight questions, eight questions, eight questions, eight questions, eight questions. Eight questions. Yeah. Welcome back to the Eight Questions Show, where we inject knowledge in your brains by asking the right questions. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment. Um, hey man, we're here again, Brian. So here we are again. Today we have a special guest. We have the one and only Mike Zaitsev. He was a guest on the Success Fundamentals podcast back in the day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We are happy to have him back. Mike is known on the streets as the cannabis business coach, but he is now a professor and an author. And to, today, we're going to dive into our first of eight questions about cannabis. So, Mike, how are you today? I'm doing well, Brian. It's good to be here. I'm glad to be back around the horn with you guys. Oh, 100%. Happy to have you. So, the first question we have today, featuring in our cannabis series here, can you tell us a little bit about the history of cannabis, the plant? No, I can't. I'm, I'm going to have to tell you a lot. Because <laughs> once, once I get started, there's going to be, there's, where do you want to start? It, it's, a, it's an ancient plant. I mean, okay. how far back do you want to go, really? Because teach our audience, man. Yeah, I mean, how, what was Oof. like the first account of humans in some way interacting with cannabis? Oh boy, I, I wish I had my uh, my class notes from. You know, <laughs> I, I taught this last semester, and it's uh, it's not as fresh in my mind as I, I wish it was. But um, you know, I think depending on different accounts, it goes back eight, ten, twelve thousand years. Wow. Um, we don't know where what was really the first use or where. There's different theories on it, um, but you know, this plant has influenced human history yeah. and humanity for a long, long time. Hmm. This has been with us. And, you know, the, the examples I like to give are um, the Viking ships, Christopher Columbus ships, all of those early sea travel relied on hemp sails and hemp ropes. So without a cannabis plant or hemp, same thing. Right. Uh, despite the artificial arbitrary <laughs> distinction made by the go the government same plant one family one species and without it you know the whole face of civilization could have looked completely different wow. now that's that's one, one tidbit i could give you uh if you go back to ancient china ancient india you find it used for medical and religious purposes mm. thousands of years back uh, well documented all over the world, the medical use of cannabis for a variety of ailments from 
in, in Europe, in Africa, in Asia, pretty much everywhere. So, you know, this plant goes back. Um, and then if we get closer to the modern history, it's somewhere around, if I'm not mistaken, around the Inquisition time. Hmm. And mm, I could be wrong about that. Well, some, sometime when the Europeans came to South America and colonized mm. and organized religion, Catholicism were kind of becoming the norm. You know, there were all these local people who had different beliefs, who mm. worshipped nature and worshipped many gods and had, you know, their own rich traditions. And cannabis was a part of that. Really? So one of the first oh. documented, uh, as far as I know, one of the first documented instances of cannabis um what should i say not necessarily prohibition but but kind of anti-cannabis policy and and discrimination about against people who were into cannabis was actually you know i think it's in like the 1500s don't don't quote me on that i'm not a history guy (laughs) that's never been my best subject i'm much more future oriented but you know, so that was one of the first instances of cannabis discrimination. And then when you get closer to, you know, the early 1900s is when uh, in America, cannabis started being demonized, known as marijuana yeah. <laughs> and uh, associated with immigrant groups, whether that was Indians, Asians or Mexicans, depending on where in the country you were. That's when it started getting that bad rap. But before that, and this is some of my my favorite cannabis history facts and if we're talking about america in the 13 colonies there were colonies where you were required to grow hemp Mm, it was illegal not to grow it you could pay your taxes in hemp and you know so it was an important part of the backbone of american tradition if you will um but then again in the 1900s having nothing to do with the plant because between you know, the early colonies days and prohibition, cannabis was in every American's medical cabinet. It was in the pharmacopoeia. Mm. People just didn't know it because it wasn't buds. Exactly. You know? yeah, yeah, right. it, was, it was an alcohol tincture or some kind of other tincture. And, you know, people would take it for a variety of ailments. So, you know, the medical use was established way before prohibition. So now when you hear, even today when cannabis is schedule one, as a Schedule One narcotic, it's defined as no accepted medical use and high potential for abuse. Now we know, <laughs> we know both of those things are not true, and yet cannabis is still illegal on the federal level. And so, you know, so, I, I'm curious about the 13 colonies thing, though. Like, yeah. if it was illegal to not grow <laughs> hemp or marijuana, marijuana or cannabis or wherever you, whatever you, you want to call it, what did they grow it and use it for? when it was when when the 13 colonies were, were formed that's a great question and i i honestly don't know the answer to that i believe for grain you know i really? think i i think yeah so if you go back it's another you know hemp is has so many uses and yeah. if you go back to ancient china you they used it for clothing it was used for clothing and textiles and all, all that stuff so i believe in the colonies they used it for for textiles, uh, certainly for food, not not so much for humans, but to feed farm animals. Mm. 
Really? Hemp is a superfood. You know, if you get the hemp seeds at Whole Foods <laughs> or, or whatnot, it's full of all the omega 3s, ton of protein, ton of zinc, super healthy. So back in the day, that's what animals used to eat. And there's some, some theories out there that modern humans are endocannabinoid deficient because we removed, we stopped feeding the animals hemp. We started feeling them feeding them chemicals and all sorts yeah. of nonsense and you know we used to get those omega-3s and omega-6s from hemp that were in the perfect ratio for human digestion we used to get that through the animals what? because they were eating hemp but <laughs> now they're not so you know and we're eating all these high fats and all this stuff so like our balance of omega-3s to omega-6s are way up. So yeah, uh, that's a, there's wow. a whole lot of tangents I can go on with this stuff. But <laughs> this is why we got you here, Mikey. But it, but it sounds like the plant was cultivated. So far you said it was in Asia. It was in Europe, Russia. You've mentioned South America. Yep, Africa. Africa. So where doesn't? This plant grow. I mean, it was cultivated everywhere. Well, it grows like a weed. It grows like yeah. a weed. <laughs> ah, ah play on words. Like. It's uh, it's what I've been told is it's easy to grow cannabis. Mm. Easy to grow hemp. You just throw a seed in the ground, and if you have a decent climate, it'll grow. It's hard to go grow really good cannabis, mm. but otherwise, you know, to to just uh, also, you know, I, I suspect it was used as a cover crop. Mm. because that's still a, a common use today uh you know hemp or cannabis pull toxins out of the soil it's grown in so another mm. fun history fact is uh after the nuclear disaster in chernobyl they planted a bunch of hemp to absorb the radiation from the soil so it, it keeps the soil healthy and so it's, it's a great cover crop so you know there's a myriad of uses for it what didn't they use hemp for in, in the colonies? Arguably, they were smoking it too. You know, it's not so well documented. I haven't dug into it that much, but it's believed that they were smoking it too. I can think. We, can I we touch know. on when things started, when the prohibition of cannabis started and kind of what brought that about in, I mean, in more recent times? Yeah. So again, it goes back to the 1920s, 1930s and the why there are it, it's not just one thing that that we could point to and there's some conspiracy theories maybe that <laughs> you know it's hard to substantiate some of this but um there there's a couple of stories right there's there's the whole dupont chemical and the petroleum and paper industry seeing hemp as a threat and mm. wanting to demonize the plant um that that's one kind of you know there's some evidence of that but it's a little you know okay. outside the the Got mainstream it. thinking but you know the big one was really racism in my opinion and xenophobia where you had again in different parts of the country you had either mexican immigrants or asian immigrants or indian immigrants and really you know, in the South and Texas and that area is mm -hmm. Mexicans. But then in California, it was actually Indians and Asians who this was a part of their culture, you know. Mm. And, and so people, the, the local people, if you will, didn't like it. And, it, you know, 
really the it, it's it's not immediately clear how this agenda came up but you know the story often goes that you had henry Ang anslinger who had lost his job and then got a new job when the i forget if it's the federal bureau of narcotics or whatever it was called at the time and you know this guy was given a new opportunity and he wanted to prove himself and so he took on this anti-cannabis agenda and really started a propaganda campaign where they associated marijuana with violence and with immigrants and printed that in in the newspapers and you know it's the yellow journalism of the time and um it was very much driven by a political agenda and fueled by xenophobia and with those two things together they were able to create policy that you know, made it unsustainable to grow hemp and by, you know, by taxing it. We yeah. did the Marijuana Stamp Tax Act that effectively created prohibition. So that was kind of the, the origin of it. And then fast forward, you know, there's 30 ish years later, you get Richard Nixon and the war on drugs where they really double down on anti cannabis. They, they created the schedule system that I, that I mentioned. And group cannabis out up there with like the worst drugs with, heroin. you know, like heroin, which is, you know, and, um, I think cocaine is a schedule two or three. Really? Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I think the, it, it's ridiculous, but That's crazy. so they basically, and again, it was totally not anything to do with the plant other than they realized, oh, we could take the same tactic and associate this plant with certain communities. And then use it as an excuse to target and destroy these communities. And so, mm. you know, it was very clear if you, if you look at, uh, even there was like a, a deathbed confession by, uh, I, I believe the guy's name is Richard Ehrlichman or something like that. He was Nixon's chief strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. And so he, he admitted that, you know, we knew we couldn't, you know, we couldn't, uh, I forget exactly. I have the quote in the book, but uh, you know, it's, it's funny you said that because that's actually what you're talking about in terms of like war on drugs. There's this uh, Netflix documentary called the 13th. Oh yes. And Great. he, and it, it has him recording it, it's him. Re this is before yes. he was on his deathbed. Actually, they asked him, this is when Nixon, the Nixon era was over with. And they asked him, um, about like, what was the real reason for the war on drugs? He said, we knew, it wasn't that serious, but we just, but he said, but when it came to like media and how we could, you know, pump it out there to make, to demonize it, mm -hmm. it was, was what we ran on and reason why, you know, you know, how things happened the way they happened. But that's actually on the documentary with him alive and well saying that it wasn't yep. even serious. Yeah, it was an excellent documentary, by the way. But yeah, he said, he essentially said, because we needed to demonize black people and hippies exactly. because of the anti-war movement and mm. you know black people just because they were racist essentially <laughs> um and that was their way to do it no. and it, it, it's interesting part of you know why the question is like why right and part of what and there's a fantastic book the cannabis manifesto by steve d'angelo that goes through this history in great detail much better than <laughs> that the half-baked history i'm giving you here but 
you know, there were several instances before all that happened where the medical community and the policy community said, let's study this and see, is this medicine? Is this dangerous? Is it addictive? And everyone found the same thing, that this is effective medicine. It's not addictive. It's not dangerous. And yet everyone disregarded the science. Every, everyone on the policy side disregarded the science because, you know, for whatever reason it was. But then what's really interesting is around the 40s and 50s, the turn of the century, you know, cannabis led to, cannabis and jazz together led to interracial socializing. Mm. And the powers that be didn't like that. They did not like that. Because, you know, people were going to jazz clubs. <laughs> yeah. And there was cannabis there. And, you know, these white people were curious. What is this? And they started <laughs> yeah. smoking it. And, you know, that's the, the powers that be didn't like that. And so, you know, there's a history of jazz musicians being, you know, monitored, watched, all of this stuff threatened because of cannabis. Mm. Or, you know, that was the reason given anyway we're going to get into why uh we think it's still federally illegal and i'm dying to hear your thoughts on that but as we wrap up the first question it sounds like cannabis has a very long history and it's really more the, the illegality of it is a recent thing really Absolutely. within the last 100 120 years but it seems like it's changing so yeah Thank you, Mike. Uh, I'm looking forward to asking you a few more questions, and we will see you all in the next episode where we ask Mike, is marijuana good or bad for you? <laughs> On the next episode of the A Question Show. In Petri dishes, we've seen that high concentrations of THC and cannabis oil can kill cancer cells.